Welcome to the Physician Grind Podcast. As I reflect over the past year and our battle with COVID-19, and now our battle with the Delta variant, I'm reminded of the first time I was faced with a potential COVID-19 case. This was back when COVID-19 was something that I was reading about in the newspaper. It was in China, and maybe there were some cases popping up in the U.S. I was still feeling good that we would be fine and that we would not get hit. So fast forward and I'm on a swing shift when a patient with a chief complaint of intoxication popped up on her tracking board. I'd caught up with the initial wave of patients I had seen and so I signed up to see this patient thinking that I could wrap him up before the end of my shift. As I walked into his room, he was disheveled and acting erratic. His answers to questions didn't make complete sense and he seemed a little confused. After running through the critical differential for altered mental status, It seemed like the most likely cause for his presentation was, in fact, intoxication. I turned the lights off and continued to work through the patients in the department with the plan to reevaluate the patient in two hours. When I circled back, he was still not acting right. I had the nurse revital the patient. He was afebrile with stable vital signs, but given the fact that his mental status wasn't improving the way that I wanted it to, I decided to go down the rabbit hole of altered mental status. I ordered the usual battery of labs and imaging, including a head CT to evaluate for an acute intracranial bleed. However, since he wasn't really following my directions, we couldn't keep him still enough to get the CT scan. So I decided to sedate him because this was such a critical exam for his presentation. We started with a really small dose, but that didn't even touch him. We had to continue to redose him, but no matter how much we gave him, he was moving too much to actually stay still for the CT scan. Given that we really needed this imaging study to ensure that there wasn't some kind of intracranial brain bleed or some other emerging cause for his altered mental status, I had to make the decision to intubate the patient. I get all my staff together and the equipment I need to be able to intubate him. And right as my nurse is ready to push the sedatives and paralytics, my colleague reaches across the bed and hands me a simple surgical mask. So I put it on even though usually I don't wear a mask when I intubate patients. I'm able to intubate the patient successfully and we are able to get the scan he needs to prove that he does not in fact have any acute intracranial process. So the scan was negative and I'm able to sign him out to the oncoming doctor pending the results of his labs and a potential lumbar puncture to evaluate for meningitis or encephalitis. It's 12 a.m. when I finally get home. I'm relaxing with my wife when all of a sudden my phone starts to buzz and I see on the caller ID that my chief is actually calling me. Given how late this is, this can't be good and can only mean that I had messed something up. So my chief asks me, did you intubate the patient? And I tell him, yup. He says, did you wear an N95? I tell him, nope, but I did wear a surgical mask. He says, a nursing supervisor is saying that this is a potential COVID patient because he was intubated. If you did not wear an N95, then you could have been exposed and you may need to be quarantined for the next two weeks. I'll get back to you. I try to defend myself and tell him that the patient wasn't intubated for a respiratory symptom, but rather was intubated so that we could get a CT scan. He tells me it doesn't matter. The fire drill has been activated, so we have to go through the necessary steps. After I hang up the phone, I can't help but think about how crazy this is. Quarantine for two weeks? I have three shifts straight coming up. Also, back in the day when I was a resident at county, we would intubate patients without any personal protective equipment. 
There was no time to wear a mask when someone needed an airway. We would just cowboy up. It was more important to save the patient than to protect ourselves. This was the mentality I had. I would intubate a patient and then go back to a busted ass x-ray with infiltrates everywhere and just kind of laugh and pray that I didn't get tuberculosis. Now, after intubating a patient with a clean x-ray, I'm being threatened with quarantine. The situation starts to sink in. What do I do about my wife? I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something happens to her because I got her infected with COVID-19. The patient ends up testing positive for another virus. The ID team determines that the patient is extremely low risk for COVID and I'm allowed out of COVID jail. Little did I know that this would be the start of one of the most challenging periods of my career. And this wraps up another episode of the Physician Grind podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating and review. The Physician Grind podcast is a forum where healthcare providers can share stories. If you have a story you'd like to share, email us. Our contact information is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.